0: Hey guys and welcome back to another episode with Masterpiece. We have the full team in the chat today and today we're about to dig into a deep topic. Today we're talking about what it means to love your enemy. That's right, we're going to be talking about loving your neighbour as yourself, who is your enemy, what is love and who is your neighbour. So we're going to kick it off with um, what does it actually mean to love your neighbour guys? Like we hear this all the time but we never get like examples so to you personally what does loving your neighbor look like?
1: So I think this is so important because I was in my quiet time because I knew we were going to speak about this topic it said in the bible that loving your neighbor is mentioned eight times um yeah. so that's quite a lot to be honest so obviously God wants for us to love our neighbor, and what does loving our neighbour mean? It means loving the person next to you. So even if you're in a supermarket and there's someone next to you or behind you, you need to love that person because that's what God says. And in Mark twelve thirty to 31, it says, love the Lord, love the Lord, your God, with all your heart and all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this, love your neighbour as yourself and there is no commandment greater than these. So, loving your neighbor means loving them as much as you love yourself so there's no way you're gonna be able to love someone else or your neighbor if you don't love yourself so i think the important thing is just to love yourself first and then you're able to pull that out onto others Mm -hmm.
0: yeah i completely agree um but who is your neighbor like like do we mean literally your next door neighbor or do we mean like your friends your family
2: to be honest um i was going to use the same scripture that Esther just used and to me a neighbor is just anyone that you actually get to meet you don't need to be someone's neighbor in the same neighborhood in order for you to treat them as you would treat your neighbor that lives in the same neighborhood as you that you already associated yourself with i think it's important for you to treat one another as you want to be treated and even when we think about the love of Jesus and what he has done for us, and I want to quote one scripture, which is, which is 1 John 4.10, which says, in this love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation of our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. So this to me means God sacrificing. His own son already displays his love for us. So it's very important that we love ourselves as God loves us. So he sacrificed his only son to demonstrate his love for us. And his love in what he has done for our son should be the love. We also reciprocate towards others and even things that happen surrounding us. So I think it's very important that you know, even in terms of forgiving others, uh, being patient, praying for others, is you showing your love towards your neighbor, regardless of what they've done, because God, he's the one that's going to deal with that situation, but at, at the end of the day, it's important that you always love and show love, because God is a God of love.
0: Amen, I completely agree. Amen. Um, I also wanted to mention a scripture as well just to further explain what love is I think we've spoken about love briefly briefly in one of our old episodes but um, I'm just gonna bring up first Corinthians 13 because we all love that scripture Um, Mm -hmm. and I just you know how we said in one of our previous episodes that if you you know replace the word love with God you can see that God's character Um, but also if you look at the word love, if you replace that with, I am. So for example, love is patient and kind. I am patient and kind to my neighbor. Can you say that? Um, love is not Mm. jealous or boastful or proud or rude. I am not jealous towards my neighbor. I'm not boastful towards my neighbor. Mm. I'm not proud or rude to my neighbor. Mm. Can we say that with confidence? Mm. I feel like when Mm. we check our hearts, we need to look at scripture as well and ask ourselves can we say this with you know confidence um so we're going on to the next point which is what does it mean to actually have an enemy because we always hear love your enemies as you love yourself or something like that um what is your enemy who's your enemy
1: so i was interested in this topic because i had to be (laughs) like you know like we hear this word enemy like you're just thinking what does that even mean Mm -hmm. like you don't even know what that means, but anyways, I was like, let me go all Latin, because... Okay, we love good
0: Latin
2: can.
1: lesson. Jeez. So, oh. Yeah, so it says, the very word enemy comes from the Latin, inimicus, I think Ooh. that's how you say it, Jeez. and this means <laughs> simply somebody that's not your friend. Mm. Okay. So, obviously have people that are not our friends. Mm. So therefore they're our enemies. But an enemy is an opponent. And mm. obviously in yeah, so basically an art because in football your enemy would be the other team that you're playing against because mm. you want to win against them. So basically your enemy is somebody that's not your friend because your friend are the people on your team, mm. let's just say. Um so therefore their their vision and their goals are different from yours. Mm. Like yeah. your mm how you want to achieve, like let's say in a football match, you guys want to beat that team. So your mm. goal and vision will be to let's score two goals because mm. we know last time they beat us. So an enemy is basically somebody that's not on your side, like on your team. Mm. And that's just led me on point. That's really a good point what you've said actually. That just made me think Just now, how you said the enemy is anyone that's not your friend, who's not on your side. It just made me think this world is always told there's two, the light and the dark. It's either you're with God or you're not with God. So Mm. you're never allowed to be unevenly yoked. So our enemy is technically those of the dark that are not with God. So anyone that's on the opposition, as you said, the op, which is in our case, anyone that's of the world technically is our enemy. Really? I like the word enemy is so heavy. Like everyone just thinks it's like the devil's your enemy. It could be someone like the the word "enemy" itself is just so heavy. I feel anyway, so you just yeah. always think this yeah. furthest thing from you. But yeah. someone that's with around you can be your enemy. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. If you don't like the word "enemy," guys. You use the Latin word "enemicus." Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so we're out here saying oh "enemicus." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. So I so love you anyway. Me. So <laughs> establish who our enemy is. Um, I can't re- really remember, properly off the top of my head, but I don't know if you guys have any examples of, like, in the Bible where we can see that someone clearly has an enemy um, mm. that we could use as an example right now.
1: I'm going to go straight to it. If you're saying the same, as I'm going to say Judas <laughs> is Aww. Jesus's enemy. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's definitely... That, like, he was his friend, as we all know, and then he became his yeah. enemy. Um, and I've got scripture to back it. So in Luke 22, verse 3, it says, then Satan entered into Judas, who was one of the 12 disciples. Mm. So as you can see here, if we go back to the meaning of enemy, is when you're no longer on the same side. And as we all know with the story of Judas, Mm. he was no longer on Jesus' side. And as you can see here, in order for someone to become your enemy, like here, Satan entered Judas. It wasn't like he woke up and, (laughs) yeah, yeah, I'm no longer on Jesus' side. Like, the enemy needs to, like, it's just a prayer point, really. You need to pray that you're not an agent working for the devil because yeah. that's how Judas became an agent an agent sorry mm-hmm. working yeah. for him and he was now an enemy of jesus mm-hmm. so that's my example
0: no i love that because like the bible clearly tells us that the, that satan was behind that which also reminds yeah. us that things are I, I always have to remind myself things are bigger than you know the flesh there's yeah. like yeah a spiritual war and there's two sides like god tells us don't be lukewarm because you have to pick a side yeah but like, the enemy or you're the friend there's literally no i don't think there's a word for in between like yeah yeah i like a friend do you get what i mean so
2: yeah
0: like, that was the perfect example and that just goes with the scripture that says that we're not fighting against flesh and blood but we're fighting against the principalities yeah. of the unseen world yeah, yeah.
2: yeah.
1: who else has examples I just was gonna say um Joseph was a good example, his enemies and it's even closer to home, so it was his brothers that were oh, his enemies. Yes. And they yeah. actually had a spirit. So as we were saying it's spirit, they had the spirit of envious that being envious and jealous. So that yeah. turned into that's a good one being his enemy.
0: But we also see as well of the two examples that God doesn't let the enemy win. The enemy think they're winning, you know, the brothers thought, yeah, we got rid of him, but God yeah. used sorry. <laughs> Do you get what I mean? I thought, yeah, be. him, but God was like, that was in the plan, so. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that as well. Um, have you got any more examples? Um, I just wanted to give a bit of a lengthy one, but it's short at the same time. So basically, I don't know if you guys um, had your opportunity to read the book of Nehemiah, but basically um, he's someone that was chosen by God to mm. help to build Israel from the state where he was. Because um, if we go back into the book itself, the Israelites, they were, because they were worshiping other gods, gods basically punished them by by putting them into exile in Babylon. And this will mean that the city of Jerusalem didn't have no walls, to safeguard, you know, the people that actually live in that area. So God chose Nehemiah to restore Israel, and he started by building the walls. But there was no gates, so the enemy used that as an advantage to attack him. But tried to discourage Nehemiah himself, so other people, you know, the Israelites could actually see that, you know. He's actually not doing anything. So, why should we trust someone that can build walls, but he doesn't have the gates to keep us safe? And, you know, this is something that we can actually take as an example, even in our everyday lives. When we think about building stuff, but then you always have that individual that doesn't like you for some reason. And I hope we don't have any enemies um, that are actually against us that they have come in forms of you know, friends and acquaintances, but deep down, they're actually your enemies because they want to do everything that opposes what God wants for you. For example, let's just say, you're going now to places where you know you're not supposed to go, when you know you can focus on the things that God wants for you, but then they start attacking you by saying, oh, you should have more fun. This what you're doing is not boring. You know that's not gonna go anywhere. You know that that's not what god wants for you so it's important that you always remember where you're coming from and you always stay faithful in what god has planned for you at all times and that's what i'll say is a great example of you know an attack of the enemy and who you can consider as your enemy
0: wow that's powerful man i love that i haven't read that book yet so i feel like i need to now (laughs) Exactly. Good, good. Good. Um, so let's go on to our next point, which is how do we actually show love to your enemy? Because when we look at our enemy, they're not treating us with love. That's why they're the enemy, because they don't care about the same things as we do. And they tend to move in hate. Whereas mm-hmm. we have to move in love, which love can't hold jealousy or anything like that. So how do we show love mm-hmm. to our enemy who's hurting us?
1: Well, Luke 6, 27-28 That's mm. a good script mm. And basically it says But I say to you who hear Love your enemies do good, do good to those who hate you Bless those who curse you And pray for those who mistreat you mm. So basically mm. the formula is there Love them, do good to them mm-hmm. Bless them and pray for them Yeah That's yeah. literally what we need to do In order to show mm. love to our enemies Yeah
0: but you know what's proud as well, yeah? Like, when we were talking about this topic before we recorded it, like, mm-hmm. I thought to myself, listen to that scripture. It says that we need to pray for our enemy and bless yeah. them. But somehow, it's kind of slowly trickled into the church, the culture of, like, praying against them, which mm-hmm. is really against what the Bible told All the time. You know, we hear fire on my enemy or let your, oh, what's what's the word they love to use? Um, back to sender. Yeah, back to sender. That's it. That's the one. And I personally, I don't like praying that prayer because I always feel so convicted whenever I say something. Like <laughs> <laughs> but for a long time, when I grew up in my old church, this was the prayer yeah. I was praying. Back to sender. Holy Ghost fire. Back to sender. Let them all have shame. You know, let their, all, all of this yeah. stuff, you know. how How would you advise someone who's grown up with that kind of mentality to now begin to show love to their enemy. Mm. Oh,
1: right. Do you know what I think is when it comes to the church I think what happened was I'm not sure but my my opinion is it got kind of confused between flesh and spirit there when people mm-hmm. were praying they're not like fire my enemies, I think when it started it originated from fire, Like you know what I mean you had to fight spirit to spirit so they're praying against the spirit yes. but then I think people became more flesh with it so then they're starting to pray that they actual enemies, maybe they can even envision that friend that done them bad mm. like like fire them but it's, you're fighting spirit so maybe the spirit of jealousy you should be fighting whereas you're now be. praying mm. fighting that friend treat, treat. so I think that's where in church you kind of got confused so as the Bible says you're meant to pray for your enemies so you can fight pray, I rebuke the spirit of jealousy in that friend of mine, but I pray yeah.
0: God bless
2: her so she can wow. open her eyes Amen. and see it. So
0: that's the pray for wow. your enemy. Yeah, that that was was a takes a lot of like, like, spiritual maturity. Like yeah. you mm-hmm. have to mature in the spirit to be able to see past the flesh because obviously when someone's being hurtful towards you, you just see their face in your head. Yeah. To yeah, yeah, be yeah. able to see past that, and remind yourself that it's not them, but yeah. it's actually yeah. behind it. 100%. Definitely. I was even going to say, like, if as
1: Christians we're trying to be Christ like, even when Jesus was dying on the cross, yeah. he prayed for his enemies. He mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. like, God will forgive them so they <laughs> yeah. do not know what they're doing. So, yeah. how yeah. are we, if we're saying we're Christians, how are we not doing that? Yeah. So, I think. It is one of those things where we need to change our perspective and pray actually for these people, because, mm-hmm. as you said previously, it means that the devil is using them. So mm-hmm. we need to pray for them so that the yeah. devil no longer uses them and that they come to Christ <coughs> and that mm-hmm. they their attitudes. You know what I mean? Definitely. It, Amen. It, as you said, it comes with being more spiritual the more spirit-filled you are, you wouldn't even look at that person doing wrong because Jesus didn't look at them like they're doing bad to me. You wouldn't look at mm-hmm. it on a personal level because you're more spirit-filled. You look at it like it's the spirit. Like Your spirit will even convict you to pray for them. Like It's not even your fault kind of prayer. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> wow. And literally, just to add um, into what Esther just said, even if, when we look into Romans 5.10, it says, for you, for with when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son. Much more have been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Let's actually deep how we, before we even became saved, we were actually God's enemies because of the things that we were doing. But because we became a new creation, we're no longer his enemies, we're his children, and much more. So even when you focus on doing the things that God wants you to do that is one one of the verses that you can actually remember because let's not forget you were God's enemy but now because of what Jesus has done on the cross you're part of his kingdom so it's very important that we show love because we are not perfect only Jesus is and us showing, showing love is one of the fruits of the Spirit and allows you to see things from a different perspective because we're not from the world, even though we live in it.
0: I've basically been doing also a Bible plan on Revelations, the book of Revelation. Mm-hmm. Um, and revisiting it, I was on ch- chapter 2, and this came up, and I was like, oh my gosh, like, I need to share. So in Revelation chapter 2, verse 2, um, Jesus is basically... Um, talking to the seven churches and each church he has something to say like the good things they're doing and the bad things they're doing so this one actually struck me because you, I could see it in today's day and age so he basically says I know all the things you do I've seen your hard work and your patience I know you don't tolerate evil people you have examined the claims of those who say they are apostles but are not you have discovered they are liars you have patiently suffered for me without quitting but I have this complaint against you. You don't love me or each other as you, first, as you did for at first. You look how far you have you fallen. Turn back to me and do the work you did at first. If you don't repent, I will come and remove your lampstand from its place among the churches. So the reason wow. I put this up is because we, we do so much. We do hard work for the Lord. We're on the streets. We're evangelizing. We're patient. We don't tolerate evilness in the church. You know, um, we, we are very, you know, do this, do that in the church. But God also sees our heart and, you know, how Jesus said, you don't love each other or me as you did at first. So it's good to, you know, enforce you should live this way. Christ-like, Christ-like, Christ-like. But being Christ-like, if you're completely missing the point, which is love as well. And just in case anyone's listening to this and thinking, yeah, but I don't really think about this, you know, love your enemy stuff. Jesus says it himself, you don't have love. He's going to remove you. But the laughter, you know, he says it here. So I just wanted to just, in case anyone's listening, I'm thinking, yeah, but is this really important? Like, will this love thing stop me from going to heaven? I think it will, because it says it in the Bible and Revelations.
1: I just wanted to bring in Luke 6, 32 to 36. And then it just says that if you love those who love you, what well credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. And it's so true. Like, we, if we're doing exactly the same thing as sinners, what makes us any different? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. sinners yeah. love those who you. have to do more. You have to be more Christ-like. So it's just bouncing off what you said as well. Like, we should always remember that sinners are able to do that. So we should do
0: better, basically. Exactly. Amen um so obviously as we're in 2020 um loving your enemies has kind of changed over the time because now everything's a bit more blurred i feel like and we're much more social media based what would you say looks like in this day and age how can we practically love our enemies today i
1: think people instead of being like keyboard warriors yeah pick up your bible pick up a a prayer plan a journal Listen to gospel music. Do something different. Mm-hmm. Like,
2: yeah.
1: you will feel so much better in yourself. At the end of the day, clout. Yes, it lasts, but it's temporary. Yeah, and yeah. you actually want that for
0: an exchange for, your for salvation. Yeah, man, it's not <laughs> worth it. I also think there's a there's a pride problem as well, because yeah. these arguments tend to start as, oh my gosh, are they talking to me? Do you know who I am? And it's like. <laughs> <laughs> Humility, like, <laughs> you get, this is how Literally. most of these problems start, because you yeah. have a prideful problem, people are like, yeah. no, I can't let that slide, I can't let that slide, but it's like, you yeah. can not let it slide, you're just doing all of this because you feel prideful and you feel like
2: exactly.
0: you have yeah. to respond a certain way for people to respect you as you as i mean in the beginning when you asked the definition
1: of your enemy and stuff and esther said that's you're up on your position not on your team i think in our day and age we love the idea of teams and cliques like yeah. black girls black boys white girls what? because there's so many cliques it's so easy to have an opposition mm. it's so easy to have an enemy now if you don't have i don't know inches now you're an up for someone that's now got short hair like there's just so <laughs> many avenues and little holes you know what i mean where it's easy to get an enemy now but your click is god your click is a christian like you don't need to slot yourself into anything else like once you're a christian you're a believer anyone that's not a believer you're trying to bring them to god so you shouldn't even be caught up in anything else but that yeah
2: amen And um, one thing I wanted to touch on is not really related to this topic, but is more about evangelism. Because even when we tend to see, you know, YouTube YouTube videos, people talking about, you know, if you don't give your life to Christ today, you're going to go to hell, you're going to perish there. And when we think about this, we have to remind ourselves who we are. Because if God is a God of love, why would he say to his children that he sees that are falling and backsliding that, you know, if you don't follow me, you're gonna go to hell. Any person from any religion can say the same thing and they'll have different results. And us trying to emphasize so much on hell when it's not even about hell, it's about what Jesus has done on the cross. It's something that needs to be, needs to be amended. We when we go outside to evangelize we need to preach God's love and what he has done because some people tend to just feel like okay so if I'm going to go to hell what's the point of me giving my life to Christ anyway but when you show a love which is what God stands for and it's not just a regular love it's a love that's in unconditional and agape love people will see things from a different perspective people nowadays are seeking love everywhere that they go People seek love in relationships and material things Um, and so many things that we see nowadays that we actually want for ourselves. Fleshy thoughts, basically. But when you have the love of Christ, regardless of what those things you have, they will vanish away. When you buy your Gucci bag, no shade or, you know, grind, but you will still feel empty at the end of the day. But if you have God's love fulfilling you, You just feel the wave of sadness and anxiety and depression just lift and feel the peace and the love of God literally embracing you. And this is the message that we should definitely focus on instead of focusing on hell all the time because God doesn't want us to go to hell. Love is what he stands for and that's where he wants us to go, which is heaven. So I think it's very important to focus on love more than hell. Yeah. Amen
0: yeah i completely agree i feel like there's this whole thing of fear mongering people and making people so scared and that causes people to not come to christ from a genuine point of view because it's like i'm just going to do this jesus thing so i don't go to hell and then there's no real heart change yeah whereas when you live in love there's more change there um i also wanted to bring romans 12 verse 9 which says don't just pretend to love others really love them hate what is wrong hold tightly to what is good love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other which i think is so important i'm so happy the bible put this in here because you (laughs) know i was like love 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 and then he goes don't just pretend to love others like don't just Help your neighbor if they're shopping. Don't just drop your friend off to the station just because it looks good. I don't want her to, you know, go tell people. I let her walk in the dark. Do you get what I mean? Like genuinely love people, enjoy loving people. And if you are listening to this and maybe you're saying, yeah, but I want to love people, but I feel like I'm forcing it. It's not coming from a genuine perspective. Yeah. Pray about it because God is a loving God. He won't let you, you know, feel this way feel as if like you're having to force it god will bless you with a more kinder heart and even if you read up in romans 12 um verse 8 at the end of verse 8 it says if god has given you leadership ability take this responsibility seriously and if you have a gift for showing kindness to others do it gladly Mm. so if Mm. you do find yourself always you know some people love to say i don't know if you guys have heard this but some people have to say oh kindness is such a weakness oh, I'm too loving for my own good like i've seen some people say stuff like this but the bible says even like if you have a gift for showing kindness do it gladly like i don't know why our generation so focused on being bad mm. yeah. like we have this thing of acting with no emotion you know your are cooler if you don't show emotion you're cooler if you know you don't let anything slide but if you know you have a genuine heart
2: mm. boys so, take notes
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice, <it's> coming, <laughs> no, but the Bible doesn't say women to be kind, it says every everyone, you know, both genders, male and female, be kind. You know, it doesn't make you I hate this word, it doesn't make you moist to be kind. <laughs> mm. I, hate <laughs> I hate that word too, but I couldn't find another word to replace it. So it doesn't make you moist to be kind. You know, the Lord is smiling at you every time you do something kind because you're showing his you love.
1: If you feel like you haven't got enemies, I'm sorry to break it down to you. You definitely <laughs> do and <laughs> I'm not I just want like don't be naive, like like we've all said here today, this is a spiritual battle. So you do have enemies, and you just need to stay prayerful. Um, even the Bible knows we're going to have enemies because in Psalm twenty three it says, "You prepare a table before, um, you prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies." So mm. even the Bible knows that we're gonna have enemies and in Jesus name, God is gonna elevate us Mm. above them. Um, But like we said today here, just continue praying for them, pray for yourself Mm. and just ensure that you're trying to be Christ-like every day.
0: Anyone got any testimony since our last episode that they'd like to share today? Just to encourage any brothers or sisters in Christ listening
2: right now. So basically my testimony is really short. Um, After being more than a year unemployed, god has provided me with uh internship which is something that i'm very blessed to you know just have an experience and i just want to (laughs) thank you and i just want to let anyone know you know if you're listening to this right now that all you have to do is something that is so said and repeated for us for us all to hear but always trust god because he's our provider even though i didn't have a job I'm so grateful for, people, for the people that are around me. He will always ensure that I will always have something regardless of me having a job or not having a job. So it's important that you always stay in his presence and always remember who he is. When you're feeling doubtful or anxious, always remember what he has done for you. You know, in Philippians 4, 6 says, you know, pray, um, you know, pray in supplication and that's followed by thanksgiving so when you pray about something just give him thanks for the things that he has done before because that helps you to remember that this is a god that will never fail he's a god of a record and just always remember that he's a good god so yeah i hope this is encouraging for some people that listen to this yeah.
0: Amen. Amen. Gosh. Amen. You're so awesome, man. So awesome. Honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a testimony actually. Um I wasn't actually gonna share, but I just thought, let me encourage someone today. Um, so basically, I have an older sister back home and um she's pregnant right now. To, she went out with my cousin and they were on their way back in the coach and they were on the motorway or something like that, and the driver, I don't know what happened, the driver lost control of the coach. And it literally crashed, like crashed completely. People were injured and stuff. And I just need to really thank God because, you know, I'm not standing here today to even say, oh my God, I'm getting emotional. I'm not even standing here. I mean, I'm not even sitting here saying RIP. And I'm so grateful because my sister's well, my cousin's well. My cousin had a few scratches on her arm from the glass of the window. And she's now starting to have like some, you know, that like post-accident pain.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, but that's about it. My sister is healthy. The baby is fine.
2: Amen. Thank Look at God. God. Because glory, glory. We
0: often pray, you know, Lord protect us, Lord protect us. And because nothing happens to us, we sometimes don't really, you know, emphasize too much on the protection because we're like, oh, yeah, we're protected anyway until something yeah. happens and you see his protection come through. And yeah. I just want to thank God so much because he's literally not failed us. You know, he's protected my family for everything. And I just want to thank God. So, yeah.
2: Amen. Thank Thanks you for sharing. For you. Does anyone want to close in prayer? Father God, I just want to thank you for allowing us to be in your presence today. Even though we're not next to one another. We, you have provided the opportunity for us to be gathered in your presence be, despite everything that's happening i pray father god for every single individual that's going to listen to this that they are blessed my father and they see what you have done for us and how you're going to do the same for other people and even better god let your will continue to be done in only in all lives my father every single person that's listening to this if there's anything that they're currently going through well let them have the conviction to go and speak to you lord and not guard themselves in the things that they're going through right now because you're a god of provision you're a god of love and you're a god of grace that all the things you've done for us and you're still doing for us my father will continue to be done so that you will that prevails it all regardless of the attacks of the enemy or anything that comes against us lord not prevail but be a record of the testimonies that are to come upon the regardless of what we're going through in the name of Jesus I pray amen.
0: amen 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 thank you so much for listening guys um if you enjoyed this episode and you're not following us on social media please do you can find us on instagram at Masterpieceuk underscore and find out more about us on our website www.masterpieceuk.com thank you guys for listening and we'll see you in our next episode